0: There are no monsters, no real ones, but there are, there are, there are, are. there are. Yes, there are. Collective Nightmares podcast. We are sociologists who talk horror films. We every episode we take uh, every episode we watch one film, and we do an in depth analysis of it with the uh, with the idea presented first presented by Robin Wood that horror films can be understood as the collective nightmares of a society. So they can reflect and indicate, and uh, we can work backwards from the horror films of a place in time to, to gain a, another kind of insight into what's going on within a culture.
1: And I'm Laura Patterson. Marshall and I both have our PhDs in sociology from the University of Colorado at Boulder. And yeah, horror films often can let us look at what we consider good or what we consider bad and give us some really interesting insights about the society that we live in and what we're afraid of. Or in some cases, they can do basically neither of those things and can give us opportunity to lament the uh, (laughs) vapidness of the society that we live in and what we find interesting and how we want to spend our time or what we want to think about. Spoiler alert for my opinions on this film.
0: (laughs) We watched A Quiet Place Part 2. A Quieter Place. That's actually not really what it's called, but... It's not. (laughs) I guess I wish it was. I wish it was, too. The synopsis from IMDb is, following the events... uh, Let's just... I'm going to shorten this. This is the official one from, from Paramount Pictures, which I don't think is very good. Following the events of the first film, the Abbots venture into the unknown, and they realize or the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats. Spoilers for this film, spoilers for the first Quiet Place, we encourage you to see the film before you listen to our podcast, because we definitely dive in into detail. Spoilers uh, throughout so we want to give you a chance to enjoy it for yourselves. First, do we spoil anything else? I think I spoiled something. No. Oh no, really. Oh, 28 Days Later. There's some, some spoilers for 28 Days Later. Not super bad spoilers, but but definitely a little bit. So yeah, we appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoy our discussion. You can reach out to us on Instagram at Collective Nightmares. Let us know what's going on. Let us know if you'd like to like us to uh or if there is a movie you would like to hear us discuss we will do our best to enunciate while we discuss the film all right you want to start with the positive
1: (laughs) i like seeing you marshall
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness
1: i enjoyed my junk food <laughs> because i felt like this was going to be a bad movie and i told you that next time i was going to have popcorn at the movies which happens mm-hmm. about once a year because i eat it it's disgusting i feel terrible afterwards and i say i'm not going to do it again and then i wait about a year and i do it again the last time i told you i was going to do it was when we saw the second it oh, yeah. but i guess covid All right? and so that never happened right. and i thought what a better opportunity. This is perfect. So, I'm going to get my strawberry milkshake and buttered popcorn. (laughs) Uh, So, that was good too. Right. So, it's. And I stopped eating before I got sick.
0: Oh, (laughs) yes. I did notice you left some. So, it's like Chick fil A, but without the Mm heat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the milkshake's not as good. (laughs) I wish
0: it was. Uh, Like I said, it's the hate that makes it great. Should be their new, uh, should be their slogan. (laughs) Okay. I
1: really like that.
0: Um, I love the, uh, I love going to the movies, Laura. I love going to the theater. I love going to the movies. I love that it, well, at least at the Alamo, it forces me to get off my phone and watch a movie. I need those, I need that structure. I really do I missed the movies or I missed the movies, so I'm excited and happy to be back uh at the at the movies for sure. so I, I appreciate it for one whatever I, you know I don't know if I remember this i I think it is true of the first film. It's really a fun movie to watch. If you don't really think about anything that's happening, I thought this was a fun movie to watch. And I don't know if that's just because I've been deprived of being in the movie theaters, but it was well constructed. You know, they were doing very traditional classic, like cross cut between different scenes that were sort of related to build tension. You know, things were fine. There were a couple of shots, the one shot right in the beginning where they had the traffic light up in the top right of the frame and then main street down through the rest of the scene and had him drive in, coming in hot. That, that was nicely set up. i trying to think if there was... I feel like there was something else that was a decent shot. But whatever. You know, all that was fine. I appreciated that for once... It's very un- uncommon. For once, the young... The kid, the boy, was the useless character. And the girl was totally on the ball and taking care of things and figuring things out. Like she was the winner. She was the, you know, I'm, I've got this and I'm going to do this and you, you should, you got to stay and you're the wounded damseled character. I mean, they basically, they did just basically like flop genders. They didn't really like challenge any of that, but they did at least flop the genders on that. I mean, the sound is great, which it should be. Is there more? Do you any? You don't have anything? Go bathing? Positive?
1: I was thoroughly bored. Ooh. Throughout the entire film. And funny enough, I what I remember from the first one, or one of the things I remember critiquing from the first one, was how they told us too much. They made everything too obvious, and they thought we were really stupid. In this one, I had no idea what was happening for most of the movie. <laughs> like, absolutely no idea... And I don't know if I'm the only one because I was also bored. And so sometimes, like, you're bored, you disengage. (laughs) I don't know. No clue. No idea. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I could tell you sort of-ish what happened. I figured some of it out by the end. There were time sequence things going on with the first movie. I forgot that her hearing aid was what could drive them off until, like, the last scene of the movie. It, like, finally clicked when they used it. And so I had no idea what that tension was about throughout the entire film. I just had no idea what was happening. Oh, I didn't... Oh,
0: that's interesting. Well, that's ironic.
1: <laughs> Who was that guy? I guess he was the dad's brother or something. Was he in the first film? Does he matter? I don't know. I...
0: No, no. No, he wasn't in the first film. They brought him in because... The film picks up basically like the morning after the first film. So it picked up right away.
1: Well, no, but when it started... Everybody was happy and at a ball game, And so that was in the past. Oh, that was yeah, before yeah, that the first was, film. The
0: pre-title card, yes, was was Invasion Day or whatever.
1: Right. And then we skipped forward and they gave us a, however many days later. And so I figured that probably was after the first film. Yeah. I couldn't remember what happened to John Krasinski. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, something
0: happened. I, he went up to the silo or something. I don't
1: know. I remember some tension between him and his daughter. And there was mm-hmm. some scene about... He did something really, 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 really minuscule to try to build a relationship with her. And I, do you remember that? It was like it was funny because it's like they had the whole film with basically nothing to do, and they could have bonded in some way. And I feel like they had their big bonding moment in the first film, and it was just something really bizarrely small. I remember that. I don't know. He was in it. I, did he die? I, I guess he died. I don't even remember him dying in the first film. And granted, it yeah, was a while he ago. Did.
0: I didn't remember that either. Yeah, I think he apparently he died.
1: <laughs> well, right. So, like, I know it was a while ago and I know I didn't love it so I was probably not super engaged the first time but some signposts would have been helpful because there was nothing happening in the film it was essentially again a big chase scene for the entire length of the movie oh, yeah, they could have great. put a few things in there just to tell us like what was going on I... well what do
0: you need to know you're, you're supposed to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: It's just so boring. I you're right about the girl. I you're totally right about that. That was the one really good thing about the film was that she I was mean, she was the star. She did yeah. shit. She, she, she took care of business. It was great. And it didn't seem like it was gonna be that way at the beginning because mom had to send off unknown man whoever this person was i never figured it out but to go save her right and that just seemed very typical totally
0: yes and and i noticed
1: when there was a switch and then at some point she's like saving him and not only was she right but she also does the very typical i'm gonna come in and rescue you scene which actually he did to her first right first she gets cornered and he comes in and does the headshot to the monster and saves her but then she does it back to him
0: but she she wasn't she wasn't totally useless in that. She she was still agentic. She had done the hearing aid and shot it. She just, I mean, the the gun jam is like, eye roll. I mean, come on, you know. So yes, they did have that, but uh, so but and yes, he does save her. But it wasn't like I don't know. That could have been done. That could have been so much worse. She could have been totally helpless, you know. And she wasn't. She wasn't helpless. It was not her fault at all. Actually, that she was in the bind she was. She was. She did basically everything right. And she. The only reason he was able to actually even shoot the creature is that she was doing the sound situation to uh, to ground the creature or halt, halt the creature. So
1: yeah, and so that was great. Did you? Understand the whole thing with the song. I mean, I got like I got what she took from it that oh maybe we should go to this island or something. How from somewhere over the sea or did she figure out what island to go to?
0: She looked up what the radio st- where the radio
1: station. Was. Oh, where it was broadcasting from. Yeah. Okay, oh that makes sense.
0: I missed that. Or she just looked up an address. <laughs> it wasn't that cryptic. <laughs> Did you need a whiteboard? I did. I think I did that's
1: what's so funny, is that I think I did need a whiteboard in this film.
0: I mean they did give you a whiteboard. She like looks at the address and like pulls out the map and was like, Look, it's an island where they're broadcasting from So it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't as subtle. I could appreciate if you were bored and disengaged.
1: I think I might have been. I I did notice I would look away sometimes for no reason. There's nothing else to look at in the movie theater, but I'd be like (laughs) looking at somebody's head and then I'd realize I'd been doing it for a long time and the movie's quiet. And so things probably happened and I didn't catch them. So that could have been then, which I know makes me a a bad movie podcaster. I just, I just couldn't care. I don't know. I just
0: couldn't,
1: I couldn't care.
0: Not even to pay on the film?
1: Apparently not. I, I felt like I got the gist of it right at the beginning, sure. aside from the yeah. situation with the girl, which was different. That was really different. So that's cool. That was something, right. But aside from that, I, I just, oh, okay, we're going to run away from monsters yeah. quietly for an entire film.
0: Okay. <laughs> you're you're right. It was absolutely a, not your film. It was totally a chase scene the whole film, which I, you know, I don't mind that. That's not what, that's not my peeve the way it is yours. Well, that's fair.
1: It was interesting to look at what was presented as good in the film. I was trying to entertain myself by oh, thinking yeah. of oh, how okay. there have to be some interesting things here. And notably, well, for, well, the first question I actually asked myself was, why am I so bored? <laughs> like, what is not yes, here that's, that's, that's missing? Question, right? And I thought, first of all, there's no, there's no bad. And one of the things that makes it fun to critique horror films is that we look at the bad and we can either do like we did in Teeth and figure out what's in the bad bucket, right? So what what characteristics do the people who are bad have and what does that say about how we value people in our society? Because that can be really interesting. Or you can even have films where the, the bad isn't necessarily human, I guess. Um, but like thinking about the... Well, like the possession films that we watched mm-hmm. and even then there's often like a, a, an ideology of the bad that is somehow human. And so you can look at what traits, Oh, it was a bad mother. And that's how she became a demon or something like that. You can figure out what it is that we're demonizing. And also you can look at who gets killed and, Sometimes the people who get killed are notable. They have some characteristics that make them expendable. And that can be really interesting. And both of those things were really absent in this film. So we didn't have... The bad was entirely separate, had no human... There there was no way to make a parallel between the society that we live in and what the bad was. So that was just missing for me in terms of argument. Like, that's a a huge Mm -hmm. hole. Mm -hmm. And then when we looked at who died, I didn't see any real notable patterns or anything interesting emerging it it felt a little haphazard and and i don't know maybe that's okay in the context of this film but it's just it gave me nothing interesting to hang on to because i felt like it wasn't really making an argument about the world at all when you looked at the bad side when you looked at the good it was but it was so darn superficial you know I, it was very pro-nuclear family just like all the possession films we saw and i mean emphasized to a ridiculous extent I noticed that you got up and left right when mom shows the baby as care. her evidence
0: I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I specifically chose that moment I was like okay well here's the baby I don't care I' come go to the bathroom <laughs>
1: I know you did I know you did <laughs> I paid attention to that because that interested me the film did not <laughs> I was very aware of the exact moment you chose to go to the bathroom <laughs> So what did she do? Well, she just, she raises up the baby to, what was the guy's name? Um, I feel like he's the only one whose name I knew in this film. Murphy? And now I'm forgetting it. I don't know who that is. <laughs> 28 Days Later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, What was his name? It was... So, um...
0: <laughs> it was... <laughs> Emmett?
1: Yes, Emmett. Emmett. So she raises the baby up to Emmett as evidence of, like worth right like
0: oh is um, that what happened?
1: well yeah well, well because he's saying i can't help you yeah, i can't we don't right. have enough food i can't do this no 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 don't look mm. me in the eye like just i need to essentially he's he's trying to other right out of necessity because it, <laughs> presumably because he feels like he has to and so he's saying i'm sorry you're not one of us and she makes her plea with the baby and it's like oh but look baby you can't let baby go, you know? And, and so, and I have nothing against babies, but like, it just, that was so mm-hmm. obvious. Mm-hmm. And the whole film felt that way. It felt mm-hmm. like, you know, like I said, there was nothing I thought to really dig into on the bad side. And on the good side, it was just, Yay family. And I have nothing against families either. I, it just was simple and boring. And it that wasn't an argument. And you even saw that on the island, you know, when mm-hmm. things reemerge, it was very, it was filmed very Hallmark commercially, oh, totally. oh, yeah. like kids being pushed on swings in the yard and just, and again, I, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's that was the only good draw. So it was like, yay for our family. And I guess that means the argument of the film was threat to the i suppose nuclear family i mean i, I don't yeah I, I, there wasn't even enough nuance there probably to distinguish nuclear from other type of family so much i mean some of the possession films we've seen where it's like specifically the nuclear family is what we're trying to yeah. maintain but it was like yay for loving other people who are in your family yay for babies yay for kids Yay for swings.
0: Mm, Yeah, right. Sure. Which is, I mean, but that speaks, and I don't know if we talked about this. We talked about this at some point. I don't know if it was with our first episode or not. But that's, that's the, that's like the great way to elide the good evil in a horror is you make the evil, just like you said, something that is totally detached. So... Everybody can get behind hating that evil or to, or being opposed to that evil. In this case, in, in this case, the creatures, there's no pushback. Nobody's going to get upset. Nobody's going to claim it's politically incorrect. It's what I think we talked about. I mean, Independence Day is the classic, right? It's Fourth of July, and we like it's problematic still because it universalizes the American experience. of so anyway, but yeah, so you're right. You're right with that. Absolutely. I was really hoping that. I, I had a mo. I had a little glimmer of hope that they were going to do some twenty-eight days later stuff with when Cillian and Murphy. and one. I, I, I shut back up. No, I'll finish that thought, thought first. Whenever talked about, oh, the people who are left are not worth saving anymore. I was like, ooh, okay, that could be interesting. Great, let's. This is part two. You figured out the creatures. Let's solve that or kind of put that on the side let's put a pin in that deal with the people now who are terrible which was totally 28 days later and then we can come back to the creature somehow um and then they didn't do that and i thought for i had that moment of hope and then i was like it's a pg-13 movie they're not gonna they're not gonna do people are terrible
1: I totally caught that too. And it made me think of it comes at night and just how a film can center around those types of questions of what happens when things get so desperate. And that I was hopeful for a minute also.
0: Yeah. And and they could have, and so that, yeah, I had that hope. And then obviously that just, even the people who were the evil people, they they said nothing. They described them not at all. I mean, at least they weren't all just people of color, which would have been terrible. (laughs) I don't remember if the first film was all white. I feel like it was. You know, they had Juman Hons- Honsu. I can't, I don't know exactly how say his name, but the, the black guy on the island who talks to him at the fire, who's totally a token person of color. You know, why Emmett couldn't have been, why Jamon Honsu couldn't have been Emmett and Celine Murphy could have been Guy on Island, which I think is what he was actually credited as, <laughs> Man on Island. There's, I there's no reason for that, and then that will all circle back around to. It's just obnoxious that not only is a family, but it really seems to be white attractive family is who survives, <laughs> or white attractive people because. I, you know, good for Cillian for growing the beard. I, I have, I remember Cillian, I mean, everybody, he, I mean, you know, he just blew up after 28 days later and I followed his career. I think he's a fabulous, I think he's a great actor, but he's just too pretty for some shit like this. But then I started thinking about how pretty he is and I was like, but they're all fucking too pretty. They're all just too pretty for this. It's it's the class. It's and we've complained. I've complained about that. We, I complained about that, that with Tall Man. There's something about it that's just too. It's all too pretty.
1: On the topic of too pretty, did you, did you notice the kids' sweaters
0: on no. the island?
1: The kids were dressed like they had just hopped out of like a Pottery Barn or something. <laughs> it was bizarre, and I noticed in part because I dressed my child very poorly because. <laughs> It's really hard keeping him alive and somewhat clean. I mean, not even like super clean, just like sort of clean ish and keeping his like fingernails cut to the point where I don't look like I'm neglecting him. Like that's about what I can handle and keeping his shoes like not entirely muddy, but like his clothes are not. They don't look like that. And, and some people do, and I'm amazed when I see those people. I don't know how they're functioning right. <laughs> to such a high level that they're right. able to do that. I also don't make my bed. Maybe it's related. I don't know. <laughs> but those kids were – they were dressed oh, – yeah. I mean, they're on a weird island, yeah. having just run away from monsters. Right. What did they pack? They were really fancy, like kind of like a Cosby sweater kind of thing, okay. but like really nicely done. I, mean, I
0: suppose it could have been Beach House. They just raided the Beach Houses up. I guess it would maybe. have been some It's a beach house. You figure there's money. There's probably some nice clothes. But it would have been at least a year of age and a year of just hand washing.
1: Just something. I don't know. It just it, if we think about like the like the bad bucket, the good bucket. That was all the good bucket. Yeah. And in the good bucket, I feel like we're really very upper middle class on the oh, yeah. low level. Very attractive. Yeah. Children and children's clothing.
0: Right. <laughs> As, and people in, and everything. Right. I mean, you know, I know, I know, I mean, the family specifically was white, but Jamon Honsu is also a very attractive man. Uh, and they did, you know, they, for whatever reason, they dirtied up everybody's feet. But that's apparently the only thing that gets dirty. <laughs> and, you know, I also don't think I, I, maybe, maybe that was carryover from the first film, but I was like, shoes are so fucking crucial. I was like, why do, why does nobody have shoes? Do you remember that? Did they do anything to answer that in the first I meant had shoes? Like why can't they keep shoes? Noise?
1: <laughs> was it was it what noisy?
0: I mean maybe. But the thing about that bothered me was then the feet were the feet were dirty, but they weren't calloused. And I was like, okay, you gotta you gotta go with it, one or the other. If you're gonna if you're gonna do that and dirty up the feet, just have you. Basically, you should have just told your actors like you should stop wearing shoes three months before the movie starts, and just have have them build up callous feet. Because there was one. I mean, the, I gotta say the kid actors did great, did great. But when Reagan and Emmet are on the train tracks and they turn off the train tracks onto the dirt road, you could tell she was like kind of gingerly putting her feet down. And I was like, if you've been girl, if you've been walking without shoes for a year and a half, you, you can ju- just walk on that shit. You know, you wouldn't be, like, tenderfooted. Anyway, that's all stupid minor stuff. I think what you raise is, are the much more significant concerns. It's funny you were bored, because I thought they did... Again, maybe I was just so excited to be back in a uh, in the movie theater, but, like I said, I thought there was good tension. They played with stuff. I, I should say, I, I really I felt that way for, like, the first half of the movie. When they just manufactured out of, for no reason, out of thin air, the crisis with the boy. I don't know the boy's name. Something. Worth looking yeah. up. I don't know, know where my phone is.
1: <laughs> I feel like also the characters phone were, phone were simple here. enough that just, you know... Mom and the guy and the boy. <laughs> I mean, the, the daughter whose name I also don't know, but she was the. I, I looked at she it. She
0: was the main character. Reagan. I thought it was. I thought it was Leah through the whole film, and I don't know why that was. But did you
1: know it? Oh, I thought you just said. You looked. Reagan's her name.
0: Reagan is her name. Yeah, I saw that in the credits. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: Marcus. Really? I did catch that once. Here. Marcus.
0: Huh? What's her name?
1: Reagan's the daughter Evelyn is the mom oh Christ I know I didn't hear that once I don't think in the movie but well, M- also I roll, the that's an eye roll because then
0: that's Eve is fucking John's name Adam because oh, I'll just have to no
1: he's Lee <laughs> so. yeah man on island <laughs> sorry that's that's really funny actually <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got our first little family which is that's funny too that well whatever John Krasinski gets in like the top of the credits, even though he like wasn't in the film. Oh, yeah. We've got our like family first, and then we've got man on island and police officer. <laughs> and oh, right. the police man. officer was like,
0: another man, another person of color. Yeah. yeah, nobody else has a name though. Right, and I mean they are named.
1: No, but I mean none of the even just scrolling to the right on here, like the next like fifteen people I'm scrolling past, none of them have names.
0: Okay, right, yeah. So the, the crisis Marcus sneaking out to go look through his binoculars at night. So just like, that's, when it, that's really when the film lost me. I, I sort of was enjoying just going along for the ride for the first half. Because I was like, I, for a while I was like, oh, it's actually okay. They're doing better than the first film. And then...
1: What did you think was better?
0: That's a great question. Maybe I just already inured to the pre 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 of the film, to the conceit of the film. I'll tell you what I liked better. One, I liked that they left Krasinski dead. Because they could have totally done a cliffhanger like, oh, somehow he emerges from the rubble and things are okay. So I was, and I didn't actually even remember that he died, but I was like, oh, God, okay, great. They actually killed off the main character cool, you know, that's good. I should have known they were setting up Emmett because of the intro sequence to take his place basically as a stand-in, right? But, so that was, I was happy about that. And then I think with the, well, I I just, the benefit of the doubt, with the bear trap or the critter trap hitting Marcus's leg, I was like, oh, maybe they're really going to like You know, maybe they're going to have some brutality. Maybe they're going to tear some people down. Great. You know, maybe they'll kill off one of the kids.
1: Yeah, that was rough. That was impressively rough for the beginning of the film.
0: And so there was that. And then there was Emmett who was talking about how bad the rest of the people who have survived are. And all of that. So I don't know. Maybe that wasn't half. Third. However much of that was. I was like, oh, wow. We've got some hope here. We've got potential. These are things that I would not have expected them to have done. And obviously then the film did what it was did, which just made it started manufacturing crises. But, and then also with the girl being, I mean, that was pretty early in the film too. Reagan was, Hey, look, I figured this out. I can do this. You're the injured one. I'm not going to listen to your pleas of, Oh no, it's too dangerous. I'm going to just go do it. And she does it and does it capable. All that I thought was, you know, there was real potential there. All that was, I thought was good. I was like, okay. And then, so then they manufacture the crisis. And then Emmett, for all his concern and scare about people, I mean, it was like, she's bait. How do you not know she's bait? The little girl. And it's that, I, even that, I was, I was just like, ugh. And then, I mean, and then it just kind of, you know, it just kept falling off. With the exception of, like I said, the, I mean, it was, it was taken too far, but it was a nice, if you just ignore how they got, everybody got there, it was a nice crosscut between the recording studio, the radio station, and the furnace, and the fire that she uses and the fire, and like, oh, that was, that's good, that's like good just... Film construction, again. If you ignore how we got to all that, it was it was well edited. I guess I should really say, and it was well framed to be edited, so you could do these these segues. And that tension was pretty good. The only jump scare that really I thought was the best jump scare of the whole thing was when she the birds out of a train car.
1: <laughs> I also saw. I saw you jump. Did you see me jump? Yeah, I <laughs> was paying more attention to you than the movie. Right. Apparently. It's like, oh, they got him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they did get me. I mean, none of the creatures ever got me because you know you expect the creatures to jump out or show up or whatever here and there, but the birds, I totally was like. Oh. But yeah, I mean, your all your questions are still are still the concern, all the hegemonic values, and we're just going to recreate the nuclear family without the nuclear family, and we still have to have all of the component members of the nuclear family for there to be. Success. If success is determined as survival, you got to have a a guy stand in for the husband. She, the mom. What's her name? Eve. Evelyn. Eve. Eve. Evelyn. She wasn't totally useless, but she was. I mean, she was fairly useless. She was basically useless. Like, the best thing she could do was, like, oh, please help us. It's like, what do you need his help for? You're the ones who figured out how to fucking uh, challenge the the creature. And he's sitting there watching through his scope, all this. And he does ask, how, how did that, how did you, how does that work? I guess he does that. But he's not, like, excited about it or anything. It's not like, great, let's go. I don't know. Or let's use that to our advantage. Let's go find like a concert venue and live there or something. I don't know. Um, I got to say the other, the other thing I'll say is I think I, and then I, and then I thought a lot about comparison to other films that, that had things that are, again, I can stop thinking about 20 years later, probably because of Cillian Murphy, but also because of the people are bad thing. And that's such a, such a great example of that in the, in sort of apocalypse survival films. I mean obviously that's a zombie, you know, infection, but regardless. And then I yeah, I had to give some more credit for the purge films where, you know, they go from like the individual house and then they try and expand they expand to like city level, right? And then they expand again and then they go back to like so you know, they really try and take on these different like micro meso and macro levels of how this would all be impacted. And this, you know, they just didn't even like you said, it comes at night. They could have another family could have been I don't know, there's just so much they could have done. Even with like I said, what they had set up in this film in the first third. But it was it was again, it was totally I it's almost more interesting as a study in in what works for America. Which I think was probably the case of the first film too. I just looked back, and the first film, it's like ninety high mid nineties for critics, and like mid mid eighties for viewers who liked it. It's the same thing. It's easy. It's easy, good and bad. It's completely uh, sidesteps any problematic or like actual depth of good and bad or complication. It's, It's all very straightforward. Who doesn't want to root for a baby other than me, <laughs> Marcel? <Marshall.
1: laughs> that's the answer. Or a,
0: or a mom and a baby, uh, and uh, you do some basic. You know, you have a basically competent film. At times, a little bit better than competent, and uh, there you go. You got your, you got your moneymaker. I got
1: one more great, but go ahead. I I totally agree with you. And I was thinking that when you were talking about the editing and talking about the sound and saying how these things were really good, that that's in a way, in a more meta sense, not about this particular film, but about films in general, that's really sad. Because we've got a I think what basically amounts to a money grubbing sequel that doesn't want to upset anybody, doesn't wanna get into any real issues, and gets a lot of money, gets a really good cast, gets Produced really well and let's put out there as a really good product, and has no message. It's not about anything, and like you said, that's easy because it's not going to offend anybody and it's going to get a wide audience. And it was crowded. It was more crowded than. Oh, was full. Yeah. What did we see last week? Spiral. Spiral. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was crowded, and I, I just it made me think of your AMC complaints. It's just, it's like the big soda.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's empty. And that's sad. It's it's sad that that does so well and that there are so many great things like the stuff we tried to make, but even beyond <laughs> that, right? Like there's just so many things out there that have yeah. messages and meanings and, and are trying to contribute to the like mental landscape that we're living in and they don't get made and things like this not only get made, but then get elevated to the level that this is at.
0: Yeah, it's really surprising to me that... Or maybe it's more surprising to me. I don't know about my level of surprise. But I have surprise around the fact that it's not a film where critics panned it and viewers loved it. Because I could have totally seen that. The mystery to me, I think, is why critics... Because I I see that. We see that a lot. I think that's the case with Spiral right now. If we look at The Rotten Tomatoes, at some point I looked at that, and it was critics were unimpressed fans or viewers were like oh yeah this is cool it's good enough and it, you know if you listen to our episode last from our last episode you know exactly or we pretty much came up with an explanation for why that would be um,
1: did you just spiral i didn't like but I give so much more credit to Spiral than this because at least they were trying to deal with some issues, and they—I yeah. think they muddled through their points and maybe didn't even know what their points were. But they were trying something. Yeah. Whereas this was just so, like you said, who doesn't want to root for a baby? Oh gosh, I mean, <laughs> if that's all we if that's all this is about, right? Monster versus baby,
0: right? And who we cares? can reconstitute again the nuclear family, but we can have their roles. The one thing we'll do is have the younger the girl be the competent, capable person. And there's something to be said for that, but we're still not going to do anything in terms of I don't know, anything else.
1: I guess there's something to be said for that, making its way into a film like this that tried to do nothing interesting. Yeah, Because, I mean, just as a reflection yeah. of society, that says something. That's That's yeah. saying probably that it's not as big a hurdle to make that argument as it used to be, and that's probably something.
0: Yeah, that might be something. My other big complaint is, um, not big complaint. My other small complaint is h- how did they not have a Alamo don't talk text that was specifically quiet place themed? Why did they not have a quiet place creature come in and like rip apart some moviegoer who was chatting in the theater? And you would not even had to spoil it, really. You could have just had like, uh, like they do, where it's just like a quick cut and you have the sound and there's blood, you know, throw blood on the camera or something. Instead, Krasinski has this whole chatty, chatty, like, thank you for coming to the theaters.
1: And that's cool. It was I mean, sad, though. It I was, mean. It was sad as a reflection of, like, needing that. You know, I mean, it just it made it feel like the movies were dying.
0: They are dying.
1: I Well, okay. <laughs> I or they did die. It made it feel that way. <laughs> I felt it in that moment to have the person who made the film come up and be like, thank you for coming to see a film. It's wonderful to be with other people and see a film in the theater. I appreciate you. It was like, oh, gosh, it's worse than I thought. Like, I didn't realize.
0: <laughs> I wonder if that's how people feel what I thank them for coming to the bar. <laughs> I don't know but that was I that just boggled my mind. I was like how did how did they not make a a little quiet place don't talk text Alamo thing
1: you're right. it would have been totally totally I mean, great
0: it, I, there's like no better no better tie-in that's ever been to to do that anyway uh, I think that's
1: all I got. I think that's all I've got too. I don't think there was anything else there to talk about.
0: <laughs> no, if you want to hear us crank about the premise of the film, you can listen to the our episode on the first film. Yeah, it was absolutely um, your. It's like it was totally your Ohio, or like AMC, like oh, here this thing we had that was very tepid and easy and. Uh, superficial, that worked great. Let's reconstitute that. Let's 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 just reconfigure it, mash it back together, and and put it out. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's sad because it, it's just sad because there it, it gets so much hype, or it'll get so much attention, and there's so much so much more that can be done with all that especially i think we should at least mention it, it is also something that they had or that they have characters without with hearing issues as like key characters who are uh capable and savvy and it, their loss of hearing is not is like an asset it's not some sort of like oh we need to save you or you're the baggage of the group or you know i don't know whatever like you're the reason we get found out and you're the problem here but we're still going to save you because that somehow shows the rest of people to be benevolent or or altruistic which i think we acknowledge with the first film as well um
1: yeah i mean they get more points for it if it wasn't helpful for the premise of the film because i feel like that's probably why they did it but you're right you're right. And this was filmed before COVID, right? It was just not released until...
0: I see. I think that's right. I was going to say that, too. Because especially with all the, like, isolation stuff, it would have been really great if they could have tapped into any of that. Even just a little bit more with Emmett with, like, you know, if they would have had his whole family wiped out and he'd been alone for 400 days, if they could have done a few things with that, like, all of us would have been like, oh, yeah, he could have been like... He, they did a little, you know, just something there about, like, oh. Or when he looks at the island, or when they get to the island, he has this, like, oh, my God moment. But then he's, like, sitting at the campfire, like, chilling. Hey, how's it going? What you been up to? <laughs> they could have had some, like, some awkwardness, or, like, he could have done something weird because he he's been living on his own. Or, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I think it was all pre-COVID.
1: I had a really good COVID moment in the film when – Mom was in the room and I think it was Emmett who came in and started talking to her and she gets all freaked out. And then he's like, Oh, no, no, they can't hear us because of whatever. Well, yeah. And it, it felt like this, like, yeah. Oh, no, someone's standing near me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've stopped <laughs> this quickly. I've stopped having my COVID nightmares I wondered if they would last for a really long time, but they just like, poof, they've gone away. You know, the COVID nightmares. I assume everyone knows what I mean when I say that, because we all had the same collective nightmare, where you like suddenly realize you're in the middle of a crowded something and everyone around you is like close by and not wearing masks. No, I don't know. okay. Well, I bet I'm sure there are some other people out there who've had exactly (laughs) that nightmare over and over and over. (laughs) Could be. Did you really have that nightmare? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a like a – terrified like i wake up in a panic kind of nightmare but it was like super uncomfortable and i'd wake up and be like oh okay that didn't happen <laughs> you know? uh, did you um, yeah often often huh. but i felt that in that scene you know her being so used to this world where you can't someone can't talk to you and then mm-hmm. somebody does something mm-hmm. very very normal and it strikes you as off mm-hmm. and i wanted to go somewhere with that and think oh if this had been done after covid we might be able to make something even if it wasn't there, we might be able to pull something out of this film. Mm-hmm. Just about having to live in an alternate reality that isn't mm-hmm. isn't normal, isn't okay, but then becomes the new normal and then normal becomes alarming.
0: Yeah. And that's another positive. I'll say that I noticed it particularly with Evelyn, Emily Blunt, but also with Regan. I felt like they they moved with that slower deliberate everything they did was this slower deliberate just to kind of test if something was gonna make a sound or squeak or rattle or but like particularly Emily Blunt I thought that was actually really good that I felt that like this feet thing didn't didn't win me over but the and I was sort of like I wondered if I wondered if maybe she or they practiced or they like getting ready for the film maybe for a couple of weeks they were like I'm just gonna move try and be quiet and get that ingrained in me I hope they did I mean they're getting paid a fortune to do you know that's the least you could do but uh, but that there were some moments there where I was like oh yeah even just that it, it, one in the pharmacy which I was sort of like it's a little convenient that the pharmacy hasn't been rated you just oh i just go back to the pharmacy but whatever it, her movements were good and her like just easing back into that chair. She like did it in these stages, which totally reminded me like, I don't know, like what how you would move when you're sneaking out your parents or wh- whatever, right? Or you're up as a kid and you're not supposed to be or that kind of thing. Like those movements I thought I thought that was good. They did well with that. Other than that.
1: oh Shall so we grade it? Yeah, grade it. I feel like I'm gonna command it a straight up C. Not because it's good, but again, because we're grading based on contribution to the moral landscape, I feel like it was non-existent, and I want to reserve those lower grades for things that are actually problematic, and this was, like, mostly not. You know, I like you said, the worst thing it did was just double down on a lot of hegemonic values that aren't bad. I, like, I don't disagree with the, those. They're not the only important thing in the world, and when a film raises that up as the only thing that is right. good, that's irritating, but... I mean babies. Like again. <laughs> oh, how dare the film say that babies are good. Like I'm not gonna I just solid see. It did nothing. I, I feel like it didn't. I mean, okay, or maybe I'll say that the what I just laid out there is a slight negative. Is certainly balanced, I would say, by the girl saving the guy character. That's totally different and that's nice and saving overall everyone. Saving everyone. Yeah. It's just Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, I'm with you and I agree with you in particular uh, I agree with you specifically because as you said, it didn't do it at the expense of stigmatizing like some sort of other family arrangement or some sort of other organization or like way to group or live or... It wasn't like this is the good one and these are all the bad ones. Exactly. Which, like you said, I think you made that point when we were talking earlier. Other films we've watched have totally been like, oh, that's terrible. This is good. This is what it'd say to you. It was just like, oh, this is a fine. This is our easy... Way to go! I mean, the tokenization and the the, the tokenization and the just dis- the exclusion of folks of color is still not great, but yeah, it might be. I don't know. I could. I'd probably like to have landed a C minus, but I'm okay with with giving it that. And there, there were other things that did okay. Yeah.
1: No, it's a fast one because there
0: wasn't much there. Yeah, that's okay. That is okay. Uh, All right. You can find our entire catalog of episodes for free on our website, collectivenightmares.com. We should be pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. We'd love it if wherever that is, Spotify or iTunes or some app or whatever, subscribe to us, review us, recommend us, just word of mouth to somebody you know who likes, likes scary movies. Any of that would be great. We appreciate it. Horror films are our collective nightmares. You know, which and and I don't know where I'll put this, this if this will say it or not. It actually, I want I I I'll make a prediction at the risk of you know the risk of making predictions, which is that given all of the anxiety and stress and everything that everybody or that so many of uh, Americans have gone through in the last however long through COVID, to have a nice easy vapid horror movie. This movie could be huge. It could do great.
1: That's a super good point.
0: Because who who wants to deal with like even Spiral? Who wants to, after everything? Who wants to deal with police brutality and racial division and cut police corruption and reforming institutions <laughs> compared to, oh, we just have a creature, you know, it just disrupts the way of life. It's easy to do that. Um I like that. <laughs> I this could be huge. They could have they could have taken a, a quiet place too and had the Republicans be like pro creature. <laughs> I don't really think it's a thing. <laughs> I'm not going to be quiet, I'm American. Don't <laughs> be stepping on my freedom. fun yeah that was fun uh, I mean it wasn't you know I was just listening to uh, the end I'm, I've just wrapped up people under the stairs and uh, at the end of that you're talking about I want to watch a film that's like brutal and challenging <laughs> so I guess I'm thinking about that with like today it's like well that's okay
1: this sort of fits the whole COVID reemergence mm-hmm. vibe of right now. I would really like to do The Conjuring 3 next. Great. Because that would be great, given our history of what we've done. And, and I also think between doing Spiral and then this and The Conjuring 3, I'll be really ready for something. Hard. Yeah. And also, maybe not going out to the theater. And, you know, we could mm-hmm. do it. We could even, not to overdo Zoom, but we could either do it that way or we could, we could make it a little bit less... Um, extravagant maybe it's felt part of that's probably just getting used to COVID life taking the time to do it has been really nice because it's been nice to see you and hang out with you I've noticed that I've been spending way too much money on things now that like the world is I'm allowed to go back out into it you can save all that
0: money for a year
1: I guess I guess having just bought a house it feels like a lot um
0: (laughs) but that's fair fair. (laughs)
1: It's it just feels like an extravagance in line with like having popcorn at the theater and so doing a few of those in a row sounds really nice and then yeah I'd like to dig in a little yeah. bit deeper to something and maybe something that we don't find
0: Senasal
1: oh there we go that's one way to do it that's one way to kill a party right there
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it let's do conjuring next and then let's do Senasal I'll be done with I'll be done rereading by then cool. Okay, sounds great. I'll give you a hard time about that when we record.
1: <laughs> you can save it then. So <laughs> I don't even have to allude to it now. <laughs> Just wait.
0: Oh, right. Serial Mom! It, it, we, I, should we do Conjuring? I have Conjuring actually hit the streaming sites. Oh, okay. So we could even do that if you don't want to spend to see that in the theater.
1: Oh maybe. Um, oh, so I owe you money. Speaking of. Life.
0: But if we did want to go to the theater again, I would. I would love to do Cyrano. It's like one of my favorite. Okay,
1: when is it out?
0: I, oh, I don't know. Let's see if it, they tell us. How's your camping life? Are you still camping?
1: You know, it's actually it improved greatly today because the ducks got outside.
0: All right. Well, you might actually get to bed. Yeah, in a decent I time. actually
1: I think I might just go because I thought I was going to be up super late. So this is nice. I think I might just not dawdle (laughs) it actually gets better. Yeah, okay. Cool. All right. All right, that was fun. Yeah,
0: that was fun.